0: Welcome to Ask for Candy, where we talk about healing, self-care, love, sex, relationships, and what it takes to be amazing on the daily. Who I am is Candace Harper, and my purpose with this podcast is to create healthy, romantic relationships all around the world through self-love, soul connections, and sweetness. Now, you might hear some sirens in the background because apparently even though i moved to a town that is not new york city there's still lots and lots of sounds i got neighbors i got my german shepherd i got sirens if you hear it let's just roll with it honey because wherever you are maybe it's quiet maybe it's noisy but you can just enjoy the background candiceharperlovecoach.com my purpose with this podcast is to create healthy romantic relationships all around the world through self-love soul connections and sweetness baby but before we get to that Don't forget to subscribe to our audio broadcast, Ask for Candy on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you normally download your podcasts. And you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com to leave comments and ask questions, and you know that those questions will be answered in a later broadcast. And those of you who know... For almost nine years, I have been a relationship coach, a group workshop facilitator, and I'm also a hypnotherapist who specializes in RTT and an executive luxury matchmaker with Select Date Society. And you can check us out at selectdatesociety.com. All of these things I do are how I live into my purpose, the purpose of healing the past, loving myself unconditionally, and inspiring others to do the same, using their romantic lives as a field of creativity, an inspiration, a catalyst to their highest possible self. Now y'all know relationship work is my zone of genius and the best part about it is that week to week, I get to grow and learn as I interact with hundreds of people around the most intimate parts of their lives. And I get to take people on their journey from caterpillar to butterfly, from unhappy with their love lives and their partners to ecstatic, to teach people to get out of their own way and tap into love as a limitless resource. And most importantly of all I get to do is I get to be part of what supports healthy beginnings and sustainably healthy relationships. Specifically, I get to teach perfectionistic people how to heal the past, love themselves unconditionally, and start their love lives over from a clean slate every damn day, honey, every damn day. So tonight's topic Today's topic, this morning's topic, whenever you are listening to this show, is holding out for hot, honey. Ten reasons why searching for sexy will sabotage your love connections. And all of these reasons have absolutely nothing to do with morality. I'm not judging anybody for being superficial or wanting to like the way that people look. That is not what this show is about. But I am going to talk about the 10 reasons why searching for sexy will sabotage your love connection. Now, first, I want to just talk about how I personally have experienced what I speak of. And then I'm going to talk about, you know, the general information about it, the data, right? And the the learning from my own matchmaking and dealing with others and matching others and, you know, helping women on their journey of healing. And, Um, You know, like I said, my own personal sort of experience with this thing. So, you know, I come from a very looksist culture, which a lot of us, I believe, do come from a very looksist family. And good looks is very highly valued. As a matter of fact, years and years ago, when I used to be a a, um, piano bar singer and a cabaret performer, I wrote a one-woman show called Pretty is So Important. And it was all about the women in my family, and our sort of you know beauty paradigm that was in our family. And so one thing that was always very important was being pretty, looking good, um, good looks, right? Everybody wanted to have a good-looking man. If you got a man, he had to be a good-looking one. It was very uh, uh, exalted to have you know bring good-looking people into the family to be good-looking. Everything was about good-lookingness. Right, <laughs> And it was very enforced, it was very supported, it was, it was very, you know, if you, if you brought somebody around who was good looking, it was valued. And so I grew up that, and also re- reading a lot of romance novels and believing that love and romance was all about physical attraction, or at least that was the bulk of it, right? So when I was young, and often people, when they're young, they feel like physical attraction is sort of the pinnacle of love and romance. And so, you know, we bring it into our adulthood very often. And I know from working with my clients and my my coaching clients, my hypnotherapy clients, my matchmaking clients, it goes well into our adulthood. It's not like, you know, we turn a certain age and realize, oh, looks don't matter. I got women in their 60s and 70s who are like, I want them to be good looking. You know, it just, it doesn't end when you, when you espouse to that paradigm. And so for a lot of my life, I say all of this to say, for a lot of my life and a lot of my dating life, looking good was very important to me. So someone had to be what I like to call ugly cute. So it's like, you know, think Vin Diesel you know, something very alpha, sexy, jawline, like something had to be like hot, sexy, for me to be attracted. And that's what I sort of would gravitate towards, or even just cute, cute, like, you know, just classically handsome. And, you know, my longest relationship, which was about 13 years, that was all about, you know, mating with somebody where we would have good looking kids, you know, like the right texture, hair, big eyes, you know, just a look, a look that was commercially valuable, viable. You know, whether you you know, looks are subjective. So whether someone would agree that he was good looking or not, he had all of the 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 right elements. So I say all of this to say I was very conditioned to look for good looking, to have a good looking man. And even to this day I find myself, you know, looking for what's physically attractive. And you think, "Oh, well, isn't that just the way the world is? Isn't that what we do? Isn't that just normal?" here's where it sabotages us, and here's where it sabotaged me. So I got to a period where I you know, was single for the first time in my adult life and didn't know what to look for, didn't know what to be attracted to, just thought you know, as long as there was physical attraction, romantic attraction, that I could make the, the rest of it work or I could do whatever I needed to do in order for the rest of it to work. So as long as we thought each other were hot, that's all we needed, right? So that got me into a lot of trouble as far as the men that I was meeting. And I went out with some good looking men, tall, fit, you know, fantastic asses, just a series of very good looking men. None of them relationship worthy. None of them were good for me. (laughs) And it culminated in the last one being extremely abusive. Now I'm not saying that's true because they were good looking, but the reason I ended up in those situations is because what I was looking for was good looking. I wasn't looking for character, core values, you know, all those other things that really do make a relationship sustainable, that's not the stuff that I was vetting them for. If they looked good enough, I figured the other stuff could fall into place or I could make the other stuff fall into place, ha ha ha. So what do we do? Because I have so many women now, particularly matchmaking clients, and you know, like I said, also coaching and hypnotherapy clients who still follow that paradigm, that paradigm of I want a man to look good. I want somebody I'm physically attracted to. He's gotta have this this stat or that stat or the other. I want him to be tall. I want him to be bald, I want him to have hair, I want him to, you know, have brown eyes, blue eyes, whatever it might be. He's gotta have muscles, he's gotta look fit, he's gotta look like he works out all that different stuff that we require in someone that we think that we wanna match with. And when that is the priority as women, we get into major trouble. I know, it sounds crazy, trouble with a capital T. If you've been operating under the paradigm that the man that you are attracted to or that the man you bring into your life has to be good looking, this show tonight is for you, my sweetheart, my sweet love. It is for you, it is for me, it is for all of us women out there who are leading with that masculine energy, feeling like we need to find somebody who looks good and that that should be one of our priority pieces in our search, right? So what are 10 reasons why searching for sexy will sabotage your ability to have a real sustainable love connection? So the number one reason is because searching for sexy, hunting for hot, wanting a man to be good looking in order to have romantic interaction with him is for women who just wanna have sex. If sex is all you're looking for and you have agency over your oxytocin, by all means, honey, make handsome the highest priority. Make him be as good looking as you want him to be, as good looking as you feel like you can attract. If you are not gunning for a relationship, you are not looking for an intimate connection, make good looking the highest priority, right? Nothing wrong with it and it's not a moral issue. It's, you know, know what you want. If you are clear, you are 100% clear that you are not interested in having a relationship or what you are, what your motivation is, is the physical attraction and just to have a physical interaction, do your human thing, enjoy yourself. Now, if you are someone who wants a relationship, that is a reason why not to pick somebody based on what they look like. Now, for all of you out there who are already saying, but I gotta have some attraction to him, just hang in with me. Because I'm gonna talk about how the attraction happens and how it uh, how it happens in a natural way that actually is way more valuable than somebody who initially turns your head. Stick with me. Number two of the 10 reasons why searching for sexy will sabotage your love connection is that pretty men, and when I say pretty men, I mean those ones that are just so damn good looking, just good looking all over them, are statistically less likely to be monogamous. I know, it's such a generalization. And for any good looking men who might be listening out there, you know who you are. You know who you are. Cause why would you? Men are not naturally wired for monogamy. So when everybody's throwing their panties at you and you are not wired for monogamy, look at all the professional basketball players, professional football players. You know, they tend to to be good looking, Not They're not all good-looking, but even the ones that have an average face, they have those physically fit bodies, they're athletes, so automatically they have a physical edge. They're not wired to be monogamous, and so they often get caught cheating. They're just statistically less likely to be monogamous, so if you want a monogamous relationship, you're what they look like should be kind of low on your priority list. If you want someone who's gonna be devoted to you, looking for a pretty or handsome man should be one of the lowest things on your list. Girls, it's gonna be a fun and bumpy ride tonight. Number three of the 10 reasons why searching for sexy will sabotage your love connection, a human representative of your ego's desire to impress is not healthy for your emotional well-being in the long run. So let me say that again. A human representative of your ego's desire to impress. Let's break this down. So I have a good looking man on my arm and what he is is a representative of my ego's desire to impress. Because I know that whether it's my family, my friends, or you know, whoever I am, my co-workers, whoever's gonna see me with this good looking man on my arm is going to be impressed with the the couple that we are and what I was able to attract. It's almost like he's a trophy, right? So I got this good looking man and and without even knowing it, a lot of times as women, you know, we we do it in a very egoic way because we're not always honest with ourselves about it being egoic. I have a client who talks about the men that she was most in love with and the way that they got together was that he was somebody who her brother told her she would never be able to get because he was too good looking for her. So she did all these, you know, went out of her way to make the efforts that she needed to make in order to get into a relationship with this guy. The relationship, they were together for a while, it ultimately did not work out but he was like a trophy she'd won, especially since she had you know, someone from her own family challenging her, saying he's out of your league, you'll never be able to. She had something to prove around pulling this guy into her life. And then lo and behold, the relationship ended up breaking down in the end. They were together for a while, but she wasn't looking for the right things when she needed to pull that man into her life. It was an ego feed. It was her ego's desire to impress, to win, you know, over her brother, to win the dare. And even though a lot of times as sophisticated women, we don't admit that that's still how we're thinking, most often we, we really, really are. Especially when it comes to, me, you know, meeting up with family expectations, impressing the people around us. I wanna walk in with the hottest guy, my girlfriends. I wanna have the best looking man, all that stuff. We may not say it out loud, but a lot of times that's just what we're walking around thinking, right? So a human representative of your ego's desire to impress is not healthy for your emotional well-being in the long run because when the what they look like and the physical attraction is the priority for women when that starts to wane and be less and less interesting because he's not showing up in an in a emotionally connected way, he's not supporting you in an emotional way, he doesn't have the the chops or the core values that align with yours. When the meat and the potatoes aren't there and it's all candy bar, we end up in relationships that break down or get abusive or get ugly. And you know then it doesn't matter how good looking he is so much. Things just dissipate, right? So do you really want a partner who's just another status symbol? Because a lot of times, you know, especially these women of status who a lot of them are matchmaking clients, a lot of them are coaching clients. They've got status, they've got great cars, they live in great places, and all they want is that good looking man who's got enough money. To round it all out and then everything will be perfect. Another status symbol. But what I want my ladies to think about, especially my affluent ones who have all the status symbols, how well have all your other status symbols served to truly make you happy? Now, think about that one for a second. I know that they have uh, supported you in, you know, maybe maintaining a social standing they might have supported you in continuing to to improve your status they may have supported you in having some comfort and luxury in your life and vacations and things like that but deep down how have they truly served to make you happy have they had you more connected with yourself purpose driven purpose aligned have they had you able to connect emotionally and fall in love have they had you you know living to your fullest Capabilities as far as your peace, your happiness goes, have your status symbols been able, been able to serve you in that way? Have they been able to truly make you happy? Because if you treat your potential partner like another status symbol by requiring him to be something that is externally pleasing for you to even you know, give a nod of attention, then you're just taking on another status symbol And you gotta really be honest with yourself. Is it worth it? Are these status symbols worth it? Are they really doing anything for you? Something to think about, I'm just saying, y'all. I'm just saying, something to think about. Number four of the 10 reasons why searching for sexy will sabotage your love connection. You are not a man, my sweetheart. So, so stick with me, because I, I know y'all are like, wait, hold up, hold up. Women can do whatever men can do. Women can be sexually attracted just like men. Blah, 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 blah. Hold up, hear me out. So a man needs initial physical attraction to motivate him to become emotionally intimate, which is why we are biologically and generally speaking, the fairer sex. A woman needs to feel seen, cared for and appreciated in order to develop emotional intimacy. So while we're vetting with our masculine energy, we're going against our own wiring. It's just the way that we are wired biologically. It doesn't mean that we don't have just as much ability to to be physically attracted or that we don't have just as much sexual desire, all that good stuff. But when we lead with sexual desire, what doesn't work is that what we really need is to feel seen, cared for, and appreciated in order to develop emotional an emotional intimacy. So when we lead with sexual desire and we pull them in with sexual desire or our sexual desire towards them, we are denying our own need to feel seen, cared for, and appreciated. We are, we are actually compromising our need to feel those things. And so, if we put that first and make that a priority, we open ourselves up to all the men who have no interest in seeing, caring for, or appreciating us, except for maybe in a sexual way. And so, if you find yourself very often as someone who wants to be in a relationship, but very often, you know, ending up with dudes, and I've been there where it just becomes a sexual thing and there's nothing else to it. And anything that they do is motivated by wanting to have sex with you, knowing that that's what you're down for, but then ending up unsatisfied because it didn't become what you wanted it to become, it's something to think about, honey. Because it's not about, you know, that you should be a little shy, retiring flower, pretending like you don't have a sex drive. Absolutely not, but it's understanding that if you are someone who wants to be in a sustainable relationship, that your sex drive is not gonna be the thing that brings you to a connected, emotional, intimate relationship. It's gonna bring you a physical relationship, which is fleeting. And we all know this, I know we know this, but sometimes we know things and we still don't do, do better. I'm sorry, my Angelou, but we don't always do better when we know better. So yeah, you're not a man. You're not a man. You might be in a phase of your life where physical attraction is the only thing that's important and you don't mind just getting physical with people and that's no judgment. No judgment, honey. I just want us to always be able to be honest with ourselves. Like, is that really where you are? If you are, that's totally fine. But if you're not, don't act like a man. Don't act like a man. Don't be out there, you know, picking people because they look good and then trying to make a relationship work. Right? What did I write about it? I like the look of my notes. A woman needs to feel seen, cared for, and appreciated in order to develop emotional intimacy. So while we're vetting with our masculine energy, we're going against our own wiring, which is how we often end up with hot guys in hot situations that fizzle, that burn hot and fast. Number five. So we're wired to develop more attraction for those who provide emotional safety. That's what we're wired for. So if you wanna have a sustainable relationship with someone, someone who can provide you emotional state safety is gonna be the one that you're going to build more and more attraction with. They're gonna look better and better. Somebody who comes through for you over and over again. If you are in not only your feminine energy, but if you're, you've, done the work around your self-esteem, you know that you're valuable, you know that you're worthy. Someone who treats you as though you are valuable and worthy is gonna get sexier and sexier by the minute. And they're not gonna stop getting sexy. Someone who treats you with the same love that you give yourself when you actually love yourself becomes handsomer and handsomer. Yeah. Can you imagine? Think about that. I had to take a moment. Did you hear me take a pause? I had to take a moment to think about that, how good that would feel. Somebody who just loves you the way that you love yourself, if you're loving yourself right, right? So if you're in a state right now of full self-acceptance, loving your flaws, loving your strengths, forgiving your weaknesses, just accepting all of who you are letting yourself cry your tears have your emotions not needing to to be in an addiction cycle in order to manage just really in tune to your coping skills if you're someone who's in tune with yourself right now loving on you somebody comes into your life and they love on you in that same way will become more and more attractive by the minute now i'm not you know obviously if he's coming in looking like shrek and you're just like, you know, there's just absolutely no way, 100%. The likelihood that you're even gonna give him enough of an opportunity to show you how sweetie can treat you is probably very low. But an average looking guy, a guy that you might not necessarily normally go for, who comes in and treats you in the way that you know you deserve to be treated and you feel yourself worthy of, that you don't have to fight for him, that you don't have to work hard for him to notice you, that you don't have to be chasing him on the text messaging. You don't have to be calling him to initiate any sort of contact. You don't have to be good enough for how good he thinks he is or how good looking you think he is. You don't have to win him like a trophy because he's busy doing that you know, for you, wanting you, treating you like you're valuable and not overkill. I'm not talking about those dudes who like, you know, try to love bomb you like crazy right off the bat, hoping that they're going to win you like a trophy. I'm talking about a, a balanced, healthy guy who actually treats you with love and respect, wants to get to know you, asks you questions about yourself, you know, wants to help you out with things, wants to be a support in your life and is open to you being able to be the same for him, but his initial sort of way of being with you is to treat you like you're special, see something in you that is special. That's what we're talking about. That man will get more and more and more attractive. So in my 13 year relationship, it took a whole year because at, you know, what was I 19 years old? I was wired for, you know, looking for good looks, good looks. and. Even though he had all the elements, I didn't initially see him as someone who was all that good looking. I really wasn't that physically attracted to him. He, he had some things going on. You know, he was tall, he worked out, had a nice head of hair, all that stuff, but I wasn't like, eh, he wasn't necessarily my type, right? So it took a whole year for him to take me on dates, try to help me out with stuff, help tutor me in my math class, because we were in undergraduate school at the time. You know, go out of his way. We happened to work together at the same, we worked at a bar, I was a cocktail waitress and he was a bouncer at the time. You know, we're college kids. We gotta make our little little cheddar. So chasing me, chasing me, you know, flirtation, just being sweet and respectful. It took a whole year, a whole year for me to be like, well, wait a second. Maybe, maybe I could like you. Maybe there's something about you that might be valuable. And guess what? The reason that I turned my head was because he, after all that chasing was like, okay, I'm gonna give up for a few days and see what happens. So as soon as it became something where I had to do the work, then I was like, let me go after it. Because that's the mindset that I had. I thought even back then that love had to be something I had to do some work for. So he had to force me into a place of having to to miss what he was doing so that I could then start to work for the love. And then that made me turn around and and consider him. But then, even though I didn't know it at the time, I was completely unconscious of this, over the time that we were together, by the time we broke up, to me, he was the, the most handsome man ever because I was so much in love with him. And even when we broke up, I was still in love with him. I'll tell you the story of why we broke up another time. It's a long story. But I say that to say in the years that we were together, the handsomeness built. He became more physically valuable to me because the way he treated me, the way he showed up for me, the way that he helped me with things, the way he was there for me. I didn't know consciously at the time that that's what was happening, but that's what was happening. And as women, that's what we are wired to do. We are wired to develop more and more love and attraction and physical chemistry with those who show up for us those who who are heroes for us those who are you know they don't have to be a white knight cuz obviously sisters are doing it for themselves we make our own money whatever whatever i know blah 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 but those who come into our lives and enhance it those who bring joy they bring peace they bring love Those who bring those things, they become better and better looking over time. They become more and more physically attractive over time. Affection and sex and that that physical intimacy becomes stronger because you wanna express it to someone who has shown you over and over again that they can be trusted that they are there for you. And what happens with, because I've been in both kinds of relationships, when you've attracted someone who you thought was physically good looking and that's why you brought them into your life because they were physically good looking, what you find when the emotional stuff is not there, when the core values aren't lined up, that stuff, you know, when it's not in place, there's nothing to keep you hooked physically. So after a while, it doesn't matter how good looking they are, the feelings of intimacy start to dissipate, the hormones stop pumping, you stop feeling a sense of love and nurturing for that person because they just can't show up for you in your feminine energy in a way that keeps you physically attracted to them. And so ultimately this guy that you thought was so hot that you had to have him because he was so tall and fit and sexy and gave sexy looks and had a low sexy voice And all these external things that you just felt so attracted to, ultimately, once you start seeing that he just doesn't show up for you in the way that you deserve, when you know you deserve to be shown up for, that the sexual feelings go away. The physical attraction goes away. I mean, you might be able to still look at them and say, that's a handsome guy. I can look at my abusive ex and say, he's a good looking guy but there's just no chemical attraction anymore. There's no, I mean, by the end of our relationship, I couldn't even muster the, the excitement or the physical attraction in order to have sex with it. Like it just wasn't there anymore because this was somebody who failed me emotionally over and over again. And that's what will happen when you prioritize what they look like over who they are as a person. And all the other things, the other categories that need to be prioritized over physical looks. Child, we're only at number five. I still got five more to go. <laughs> but stick with me, my loves, my sisters, because I want all of us to be able to be in enriching relationships with ourselves first and then with, you know, partners who can show up in alignment with our relationship with ourselves, right? I want all of us to be able to let go of these these masculine energy paradigms that we seem to have adopted along with the women's movement. So many good things came out of the women's movement. So many good things come out of being empowered, being able to know that you can support yourself. So much goodness came out of that. But we gotta know how to separate the, what is it, the wheat from the chaff. We gotta know how to separate the stuff that doesn't work. And it doesn't work for us to be in a masculine energy place when we are looking to have a full partnership. Not because we need to be a 50s housewife and pretend like we don't have a sex drive, but because, like I've said, like I've given you five points for already, looking for that physical attraction making that the priority is a sabotage to actually having emotional intimacy for a woman for men it's a whole different story i'll do a whole another show for men and you know what works better for them whatever we're not going into them right now number six none of us is as commercially beautiful as we think we are now I know. You're like, Candace, how dare you? How dare you? I can, look, I can walk around thinking I look like Beyonce if I want to. And you can. I don't want to take away from anybody any sort of self-appreciation that you have about what you look like. But notice I said commercially beautiful. So all of us have our unique beauty. All of us have you know, things that are special about us all of us have something that the person that belongs to us is going to absolutely love and adore, right? We don't always know it, but we all have our own unique beauty. But oftentimes, especially women who are prioritizing good looks, think that they are deserving of you know a certain and by deserving i don't mean that like it, it is a valuable thing they're making it a valuable thing so if we make a good looking man valuable because he's good looking and here i am you know a, a four or five at best commercially looks wise and i feel like i deserve a nine or a ten and a lot of times you know i'll have clients who send me pictures of like javier bardem and jason momoa and morris chestnut and you know, when we focus on looks, especially when we're naturally perfectionistic already, our litmus for physically attractive is usually very high. So, you know, these are all men that make a living by looking good. And our culture is fraught with sixes who want nines and tens, and that works for both men and women. And it's just as bad for men, and it's usually men in their 60s and 70s who feel entitled to women in their 20s, 30s, and even 40s, or women, No matter what age you are, feeling like, you know, a man has to be a certain level of good-looking, right? Whatever, you know, subjectively you feel good-looking is. So, I know I'm walking a fine line here because what it comes down to is, yeah, you see good-looking couples. Like, good-looking attracts to good-looking. But if what they've done is prioritized what each other looks like, they're going to run into the same issues, So let's say that you are a woman who is just average looking and you feel like you need to pull a nine or a 10. You need this super ultra good looking guy. You're going to run into the exact same issue I was talking about previously, which is at some point there's going to have to be more than what this guy looks like. Your likelihood of having somebody who has the same core value alignment, who is, you know, Morris Chestnut, You know, like me. If I say, okay, I'm gonna, I want a Morris Chestnut. I want him to look that good. I want him to be that manicured, that physically fit. I want him to be on that level. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that I'm beautiful. I know I'm not that level. I know I'm not, you know, Halle Berry level, whatever. I don't have a trainer. I don't work out every damn day. I'm not a size zero or a size two. And by level, I don't mean that it's more valuable than other people. What I'm saying is that we put that value on good looks. right? I have to keep reiterating that because I don't want anybody to misunderstand and think that I'm saying that good looking people are better. But because we behave that way socially, we put value on people based on what they look like, we end up in these situations where we've possibly attracted somebody who's a lot better looking than we are. And we go through that same issue that anybody who attracts attracts someone who's on the same level of good looking as they are. Ultimately, the good looks become unimportant because what we really need is to be seen and heard and cared for, right? But everybody is putting value on the most fleeting and worthless aspect of each other, which is what we look like. And for women in particular, it is problematic It is very problematic. So here's another point, number seven, if you're of childbearing age, you might only want a good-looking man because you want good-looking children. And so what then? What then, Miss Know-It-All Candace? What then? If I want a good-looking man because I want good-looking children, what do you have to say about that? I have this to say. It's valid, but Are you willing to sacrifice the provision of a loving relationship to raise your children in? A loving relationship to model for them, which is gonna be more important than anything else. Are you willing to sacrifice those things in order to make sure that they are attractive people? Because you could pick somebody who is average looking and have a good looking kid but because you, you've picked this person not based on what they looked like, based on who they were as a person and their character, you have a loving relationship with them and that's what you model for your kid and your kid gets to learn that that's what relationships look like. They look like love and care and support, not physical attraction but we barely know each other, physical attraction but we're fighting all the time, physical attraction but there's no loving connection between us and ultimately we end up getting divorced because all we really had was physical attraction. Is that what you want to model for your kid? Just to make sure that your kid has you know, good hair, brown eye or big brown eyes or whatever? Has, you know, has the ability to be physically fit? Is that what you want to model for your kid? Now, this is not a moral thing, but don't you want your child to experience what real love is? Because the best way to do that is to model it for your child. Think about, especially those of us who haven't had good relationships or have a number of bad relationships. Think about what your parents modeled for you. And I know a couple of you out there, just based on clients that I know might say, well, my parents had great relationship. They were wonderful. They love each other. They still love each other. And that is absolutely wonderful. But what they might've modeled for you is something that you feel is unattainable for whatever reason if you're struggling but if you are struggling for the most part most of us out there who are struggling and struggling to be in a relationship is because what was modeled for us was not workable what was modeled for us was not a loving relationship right so it's something to consider if you are of childbearing age and if you are telling yourself i gotta have somebody good looking because i need to have good looking babies if that is what you are telling yourself Think about what is really important to teach your children, to have your children have. Would you rather they be semi-average looking but have absolute amazing love in their lives or be really good looking and, ha- and have that be the priority in their lives and have to live with the empty- emptiness of that? I'm not saying that all good looking people have empty lives. What I'm saying is that if your priority is that they be good looking, you are, are most likely missing out on an opportunity to model something for them that's going to be way more valuable than what they look like. I'm just saying, honey. Something something to think about. Right? What will it matter if they're gorgeous if they are emotionally empty from being raised by parents with an unstable partnership? I don't know. Something to consider. I'm just putting it out there. You know how I do. Number 8 how you are sabotaging, self-sabotaging the ability to have a real intimate love connection while you are searching for sexy. Number eight, it's because you're most likely perpetuating an addiction cycle. And I know all about the addiction cycle, the codependency, the loving a narcissist, the wanting to fight for the love, the wanting to be good enough for it, the the wanting to be amazing enough so that you can get those little crumbs of love, those crumbs of attention, and have them come back around again and again and again. Trying to make a hot guy fall for you by impressing him, shooting your shot, and basking in every crumb of attention he may offer, it's an addictive and emotionally erosive behavior, which I have performed many times in my life. And it's mainly because it's usually the pathology of some old hurt. So when I was young, my dad stopped paying attention to me. And now I work very hard to make the men that I deem worthy based on their looks, their money, their status, pay attention to me so that I can get that brief dopamine hit. I've healed it, I've healed the past for that brief moment when they might be love bombing me or actually turn turn their head and be paying me attention. I get that brief little dopamine hit that says you're on the right track, you're getting that love that you didn't get when you were young, that love that you longed for, that lo- love that you wished for, you're getting it, you're getting it right up until the moment that you're not because then they've gone on and they're paying attention to somebody else right and you know you've been there honey you know you've been there if you're like me and you know you're honest with yourself about it (laughs) if you're saying that you've had relationships that haven't worked out and you want a relationship that works out just think about it am i in that am i prone to getting into that addiction cycle And does a good looking man send me into that addiction cycle? I can admit to you that a good looking man can send me into that addiction cycle. Trying to make something happen, trying to make something happen, trying to be as cute and sexy as I possibly can, seeing what I can pull in, seeing what kind of attention I I can get, getting that dopamine hit and then nothing which is what a good-looking man's attention often is, just a dopamine hit. A brief hit of dopamine that you worked for and now you feel rewarded until you don't anymore. My girls, this hour is going by so fast. Number nine. So very good-looking men rarely know how to prove themselves worthy and ready for a relationship because they never have to. I'll say that one again. Very good-looking men rarely know how to prove themselves worthy and ready for a relationship because they never really have to. Right? And it's important. It's important that they do. It's important that a man get an opportunity to prove himself worthy and ready for a relationship before you relationship with him. But with a good-looking man, there will always be women who will treat them like they are worthy strictly for the way that they look. And you can choose to be one of those women. You can be one of those women that, that treats a man like he's worthy for a relationship just because he's hot. I've been that woman. And you have to ask yourself, do you wanna be the woman that settles for the handsome joker? Or would you rather hold out for your powerful king? Cause your powerful king may not look like Jason Momoa. I mean, goddamn, if he did, <laughs> Lisa Bonet kudos to you if he is treating you right if he is treating you right kudos to you <laughs> but do you want to be that woman that settles for the handsome joker just because he was good looking and who you're trying to treat like a king and he's still being a joker or would you rather hold out for your powerful king who may not look like you expect him to look who may not be you know, super slick and amazing, who may not be amazingly physically fit, but just somebody who's going to actually show up for you, somebody who sees the value in you, who wants to prove himself worthy and ready for a relationship, worthy of you, because he sees you as valuable. He wants you to know that in all of your golden glory that he is worthy of it. I'm just saying, honey. Very good looking men rarely know how to prove that to you. I'm not saying it's because they're not ever worthy or ready for a relationship. There's a lot of very good looking married men out there who who are very ready for their relationship. I'm just saying they rarely know how to prove themselves worthy because they rarely ever have to. And then number 10. Number 10, in the end, we will all look the same. <laughs> if you have the honor of marrying someone with whom you spend decades of time with, and I can tell you this just based on my parents, other relationships in my family, you know, if you look at those old couples on the news when they've been married for 60 years and they say, how to you do it? They all, they look the same, they look like each other. They end up looking like brothers and sisters. They end up looking like two little old raisins because you get to the end of your life and everything fades. So do you want to be with someone for whom their physical appearance was the most valuable thing that they had going? Because when that goes, what do you have then? You're both two old raisins and one of them has no empathy, no ability to connect with you. What will be left of you when your beauty begins to fade? What will be left of them when their beauty begins to fade? It's something to consider. It's something to consider long before your beauty begins to fade. And a lot of times very good looking men don't necessarily consider that. And because they, you know, hormonally can be viable as far as being able to father children and things like that, they can get a little further along age-wise You know, they start to look, you know, what socially they consider more distinguished. But ultimately that's gonna fade, it's gonna go away. And then what? What are you left with? Now, that's the 10, right? I'm gonna go quickly back through them. Number one, looking for a good looking guy is for women who just want sex. Number two, pretty men are statistically less likely to be monogamous number 3 they are merely a human representative of your ego's desire to impress another status symbol and do status symbols really make you happy number 4 you are not a man you don't need you don't develop emotional intimate connections the same way that men do even if you try to using all your masculine energy it won't work Trust me on that. Number five, we are wired to develop more and more attraction for those who provide us what it is we do need, which is emotional safety, caring to be seen and be heard. Number six, none of us is as commercially beautiful as we think we are. We like to think we are, and that's okay because we are beautiful in our own way, our own unique way. Number seven, you might be of childbearing age, but it's bullshit to think that it's more important that your child be cute than actually understand what love is. Number eight, are you perpetuating an addiction cycle? Trying to get somebody good-looking to love you, that dopamine hit. Number nine, very good-looking men rarely know how to prove themselves worthy and ready for a relationship because they don't have to. And number 10, in the end, we will all look the same. Dun, 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 dun. the 10 reasons why searching for sexy will sabotage your love connections, your abilities to have sustainable emotional connections. And none of them have anything to do with morality. They all have to do with good sense, honey. That's what I want you to have. Unconditional self-love and good sense. Now, I am not saying that you should be out there avoiding men that are gorgeous. Oh, there goes a tone. I am not saying that you should be out there avoiding men that are gorgeous. I'm saying hold everyone to the same standard when you want something real and sustainable make them prove themselves worthy deep down from their core. Does he align with who you are at your core? It's great if he looks good, if he's hot, that's great, but make core values your priority. When we're looking for someone to meet our requirements externally, it's usually because we're unclear about what is truly important to us in life. So if you're still fiending for fine, but really wanna be a married mom or just a woman who's truly in love, you you gotta grow yourself up. You gotta know yourself. You gotta know your core values, what you're purposeful about, because that's what you wanna make the priority for what you are looking for in a partner? Are they core value aligned? Are they treating you in a way that suggests that they align with your own self-love? Are they respectful of you and themselves? Are they showing up as high character? Like those things need, and I know it sounds so rudimentary, you're like, oh, Candace, this is like the ABCs, could you just be more basic? That needs to be said my sweet loves. And I know this because I'm dealing with you every day coming to me saying that you want somebody good looking and that looks are very important and it really should be very low on the list, right? You really wanna make it about character and core values. And when we're 100% clear about what we truly value, the people who align with what we truly value become irresistible. They're irresistibly attractive. We wanna shower our love all over them, whether it's the physical love, or the, you know, the emotional love, the, the you know, however you express love. When someone aligns with your core values, think about anybody in your life who has the same values that you do and the affinity that you tend to develop for those people. It works the same way in romantic love. So you can develop affinity for someone who when you look at them in a picture, or you look at them just physically and all you see is is what they look like externally, they're not that interesting. But if you start to understand that they align with who you are, you will develop such an affinity that they will be beautiful to you. That's how we're wired, that's how we're made. And you will get all that physical attraction, all that you know, butterflies excitement that you wanna feel as as it develops, because it will develop if you allow it to, and if you allow yourself to know someone in a deeper way, if you allow them to align with your core values, you express who you are, let them express who they are and see if it works out. See if the equation fits. And appreciate those who lead with their values. And I don't just mean their morals, but what they hold dear, whether that's family, ambition, creativity, comedy, love, adventure, exploration, learning, what's most important to them and how does it relate to what's most important to you. That is gonna be the way to have the most highly chemically favorable, physically attracted kind of love that a woman can have. And that's it, my sweet loves. That's it, I'm done with you. Beat you up against the rocks and now I'm gonna lay you out in the sun. So y'all know my book, I'm Not Mad But She's Still Crazy, is coming out soon. I'm gonna keep you posted on that. Select Date Society, if you wanna get on the network, you hear the German Shepherd in the background chiming in. My store, Curvy Brown Yogi, you can check that out if you want an epic woman mug. And you know you can find me on Instagram at Podcast at CandyLoveCoach. I've been I've been posting a little bit, y'all. I've been getting back into my Instagram a little. I'm I'm promising to do it a little more hardcore, but I am I am gonna get into it. And I believe that is it. I love y'all so much. Listen up. Until next time, never forget that you are a love machine. If you ever start to feel like you aren't getting the love you need, just make more and then ask for candy. I love you so much. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Candy, I call my sugar candy because I